Hey everybody, it's Matt. I want to thank you so much for tuning into the Quick Hits episode. Uh, basically, what we're going to be doing the next couple of weeks is uh, featuring the uh, Osmosis 2020 lineup. We're going to do little profiles on each of the uh, teachers here. So I wanted to talk to you about the conference a little bit. They are one of the sponsors for um, this Quick Hits program. Um, they're trying something different, right? Osmosis is going to be set up on Globalcast, which I'm really, really excited about checking out. It's basically a very interactive platform where you're going to be able to interact with the speakers and the vendors. There's going to be lots of demos. There'll be updates. Uh, they got to capture the flag event going on and uh, got a lot of really cool things in store. Uh, if you've never attended an Osmosis event, uh, now is the time to check it out because you can do it from the comforts of your own home. Uh, you don't have to go all the way out to San Diego, so you can at least get a little sneak peek as to what Osmosis is about. I've been going for years. I love it. I love uh, the interaction with uh, some really, really smart people. I mean, uh, the best minds in open source investigations attend these events. So uh, please go check it out. It's uh, goosmosis.com, G-O-dot-osmosis, O-S-M-O-S-I-S, con, C-O-N, dot com, C-O-M. Uh, so please go check it out. We're going to put the information in the show notes. Um, really, really want to check it out. The other sponsor for this program is the Investigators Toolbox. That is a resource community for private investigators. It's um, networking and there's continuing education webinars. Uh, Cynthia has uh, contributed content. Kirby Plissis has also contributed content. You can go check that site out. So uh, there's networking, there's education, and there's resources. We've got over 100 OSINT uh, resources plugged into that site. You can check that out at www.investigators-toolbox.com. Please go check it out. There is a, um, a special uh, going on right now to join. For a limited time, you can get a reduced fee. So, okay, so we're going to uh, jump in with today's guest. And uh, I thank everybody for tuning in. And uh, without further ado, welcome to Quick Hits. Welcome to the Osmosis 2020 Quick Hit segment. Over the next weeks, we'll be giving you some behind-the-scenes content with conference speakers. This week, we have Nick Finberg. Nick currently works for Authentic Aid as an open-source specialist. Prior to that, he was an Army intelligence officer and has extensive task force experience in fraud and money laundering. Nick's topic at Osmosis is combining dark web data and open-source intelligence. Our sponsors today are OsmosisCon 2020 and the InvestigatorsToolbox.com. Now let's welcome Nick and your host, Private Investigator Matt Spare. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's Quick Hits episode of PI Perspectives. We are doing a, a nine-week traveling tours leading up to the Osmosis Conference. So today we are interviewing Nick Finberg. Nick, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, Matt. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for taking the time to to come on and chat. So tell me a little bit about your background. Uh, how did you get into doing the work that you do? I always wanted to be in, in investigations. I think, I mean, since I was like 16 years old, I actually started taking classes in high school through the local college on investigations. And then after high school, uh, not going to lie, I didn't have the best grades, didn't put a ton of effort into it. Um, so then I actually enlisted, went the Army National Guard route, and eventually that landed me a full-time position for about four years doing uh full-time analyst work for a counter-narcotics task force uh, in the Quad Cities of Illinois, so right on the uh, border of Iowa and Illinois, Okay. through the Illinois National Guard task force there. 
and uh, did that for four years and kind of just uh, fell in love with it. You know, ended up, you know, working a lot of uh, pretty big cases. You know, got some some national recognition there, and then eventually, you know, transferred over to the tech world, where I actually now instruct open source intelligence techniques uh, in support of you know using our technology. Yeah, you know, it's it's amazing when you start actually like doing work that you want to do. How much better you like your grades and your learning go. Uh, <laughs> I I had the same yeah. problem, right? So I graduated high school and my when I was graduating, my uh, guidance counselor like came up to me in June and said, you're going to college, right? Question mark. <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, no, no, thanks to you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but, but I, I nailed it in college, right? I just found what my passion, what I really um, like to do. And, and it's, it's funny when you go down that route, you know, how, how you can really, really excel. And listen, you have really excelled, right? And you've won some awards doing the kind of work you you've done, right? From the, uh, uh, treasury department and, um, uh, the uh, the Midwest uh, Haida. So tell me a little bit about Haida. What is that about? The Haidas are high intensity drug trafficking uh, areas, and essentially what they do is, you know, each state has one. Some states have multiple, depending on you know how big the population is. And essentially what they do, that you know, they have grant programs for some of the smaller task forces. There's funding available. They also help with uh, they help with investigative efforts as well. So a lot of them have great platforms for deconfliction, for searching on suspects. Stuff like that. And then, you know, each year they do their uh, yearly awards. The team uh, that I was on, we ended up winning the Midwest Haida Award for Outstanding Financial Investigation. Got considered for the national award, but unfortunately fell short of the national award. Yeah, it's, it's still good though, man. I mean, you're taking bad guys yeah. off the streets. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's we're, good we're stuff. very happy. <laughs> Definitely good stuff. So you have never attended Osmosis before, and this is the first time you're speaking we don't have the in-person experience uh, that we typically have. It's going to be a little bit different this year, but you, still you're going to see the interaction. And this is something I just love about this conference about how these, it's the meeting of minds and how people just bounce ideas off one another and you build relationships, right? So sometimes it's good when you're um, struggling in certain areas to have those relationships with, with like-minded people and say, Hey, I'm trying to, to get this done. I'm trying to accomplish this. I've tried X, Y, Z, and it hasn't worked, can you recommend something else? And just being able to have that resource to bounce off, that's one of the benefits. And even though we're not meeting in person, they got this great Globalcast uh, set up here with Osmosis where you can actually interact with the speakers, you can interact with uh, attendees, you can interact with the sponsors and the, the vendors. Um, you know, And it's not just the three days, right? They're extending it all the way out, I think, to the end of the year. So it's really, really awesome. Um, so your task is combining dark web data and open source intelligence. That's what you're teaching about. So uh, tell me a little bit about what your plan is and how you're going to uh, attack this uh, track. Yeah, so you know, actually one of my passion projects is getting more people experienced with the dark web and, and showing those investigative techniques that they can do for free you know, without having to buy those super expensive tools. So, right. you know, the, the task force that I had worked with, uh, you know, you bring up dark web to those guys and, and, you know, a lot of them, and, you know, most, you know, everybody pretty much knows what it is, but they don't really know how to tackle the investigation side of it. Right. So I'll be, um, you know, doing a quick overview of, you know, of what the dark web is, um, you know, taking a little bit of, uh, you know, sprinkling some of the tech details there so that the, you know, attendees can understand the technology behind it, why it is so hard to track people. And then actually hopping into um, a live investigation where, um, I will show them, you know, it, it's not as hard as you think that by combining these two different data sources, you can actually get some, some public identifying information on suspects behind a username. Right. 
Right. I think one of the things that, that actually fascinates me about this whole dark web thing is that it was developed by our own military. And it's like uh, chickens have come home to roost, you know. <laughs> I blame yeah, Al Gore. Exactly. It's definitely Al Gore's fault. <laughs> Uh, so it's uh, it, it's pretty cool though. It's pretty cool how how it lives and breathes and and it it kind of you know took its own life and um, and morphed into something that they didn't think it was going to be. Um, and I think um, like good investigators uh, will roll with the punches, right? They will uh, be able to to see the changes and really forecast what's uh, what's going on. So, like, what is your opinion of of what a good researcher is? Somebody who's combing the dark web and, and using open source. Like, what is a good characteristic for an investigator to have? Um, the biggest one for me is you have to be a hard worker. You have to be willing to put in those extra hours. You're going to face a lot of really interesting challenges that you never thought that you would ever experience. And then, you know, once you've got that hard work done, that critical thinking, then that's when you have to kind of get into the creativeness of it. You're going to use, you know, it's almost, it, it, you know, it's kind of a combination of a science and an art form where you have to be extremely creative in some of these problem sets. You know, when you have individuals that are using multiple uh, aliases, right, you know, multiple different social media pages, you have to know all those different techniques and, and even try and think of some of your own techniques to try and find, you know, as much information on suspects as you can. Right. So why don't you give me an example of when you were creative and, and maybe how something didn't turn out to think you were the way you thought it was going to turn out or, or, um, you know, because of the creativity of what you brought to the table that you were able to solve a problem. Yeah. Uh, so, so my, you know, my pride and joy is the, uh, um, Jennifer Hong et al investigation, uh, grand jury investigation, but uh, we had an individual go to trial. So it's all, you know, all public record now. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually discovered the case by doing my own search queries on the Finson platform, uh, just looking for, um, you know, a combination of search terms within my AO. I would do, um, you know, uh, keyword trafficking, and then I would pick one of the cities within my area of operations. And sure enough, you know, I find this uh, individual that is a college student, nursing student, but has put a million dollars in cash deposits into three different bank accounts in a year. Um, and then, uh, so, you know, we've got this whole case going and we can't figure out, you know, who the ringleader is. And we, we keep seeing this individual, um, older individual, probably about, um, I think he was 50 years old, uh, kept appearing, you know, in some of our surveillance, but we had no idea who he was. And then all of a sudden the girl, you know, who was making the cash deposits, turns out she was dating him and she made the mistake of posting a picture of him on Facebook. So then I, you know, went in through there, did all the reverse image searching right. and, of course, he's out of town when we decided to do all the search warrants. And so we ended up doing something like uh, 14 search warrants across uh, four states simultaneously. Wow. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it was exciting. That's definitely a task force, man. <laughs> That's impressive. <laughs> yeah, de- yeah, definitely the biggest moment of my career. And of course, he's gone, right? We have no right. idea where this guy is. And uh, finally, find out that his family owns a bunch of property in Las Vegas. And actually, at this point, I was uh, no longer with the task force. I had moved on to my next opportunity, and uh, we were kind of, you know, kind of passed it off to the marshals. Sure enough, you know, I still got the guys hitting me up, saying like, "Hey, you know, we we can't be found him. Can you do some research for me?" And I'm not even an analyst anymore at that right. point. Right. Billable hours, my friend. Billable hours. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, yeah. Yeah. And I, I didn't mind doing it. You know, I guess I'm just right. my pride and joy. Oh, it's uh, an I obsession. Yeah. Go, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I got to see it go through trial, and then I got to see, uh, 
you know, the people that we had found all get convicted. Nice. And then after that, it was kind of up to the, you know, fugitive task force to try and find our last two individuals. And sure enough, he was living in one of his brother's houses in the Las Vegas area. And uh, we had great cooperation, but that's what was so awesome about working this and seeing, you know, we had, when you're working, you know, this many uh, individuals in this many different states, the, the coordination between all the different task forces that we worked with to play together was just really awesome to see. Yeah, I bet you're building relationships too with people, uh, you know, like, like-minded like people all throughout the country. It's pretty neat. So how have you seen technology change in what you're doing um, since you've been doing it? And what do you think the future, what's coming down the road for um, for the dark web and, uh, and open source intelligence? Well, and I, that's actually one thing I'm really interested to see and what's going to change in the next year is, you know, at Authenticate, we usually run a survey every year about how many, you know, how many investigators that, you know, their customers or whatever attend our, our, our conferences are using the dark web. And we did one recently with the financial group, and only 15% of them had a need to access the dark web, you know, like once a month. And I, I'm really interested to see if, if that number increases over years, because I think the technology that's going to be, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of tools come out. Mm. Uh, for you know, for combining this type of information, you know, combining multiple sources, uh, like including having, dark web and open source intelligence. Right, having this hybrid thing—that's something I, I know. I've heard some chatter about that as well. Right, having a platform where where it's just kind of like a one-stop shop as well. The other thing I'm hearing too is is facial recognition. Right, that that's something that's really mm-hmm. starting to get pushed, and uh, I've read some articles of of how that's going to be implemented. And uh, it's really got a, a Tom Cruise feel to it, you know, like Big Brother's watching you. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about Absolutely. all that stuff, <laughs> but uh, apparently it's the future. It's uh, it, it's really cool. And, and you know, like being able to roll with the punches here, you know, and, and pivot when this stuff does happen, I think is really important too. So, you know, a lot of the techniques that you'll be covering um, on your, your chat here, I, I, that's the basis, right? You need that foundation. So you can't, you can't climb the mountain if you don't have a foundation to, to get you there. And um, yeah, I'm excited to, to have your take on how you're, uh, you're going to bring all this stuff uh, together um, for it. So, um, so what, are, what are some of the challenges you think that you, you face when you're doing this work? Uh, well, the first thing, I mean, the, the first thing we're doing research on the dark web, the hardest part is finding, you know, um, that person identifying information on suspects, especially when, um, they're using the dark web servers, right? Uh, you know, they, they match your IP address, they match the server you're using. It's extremely difficult to identify true locations of these individuals. That's really the hardest part. And, you know, some of that, the, the ones that, you know, the stories that you'll see um, that I'll present on, uh, those aren't the smartest individuals, right? It's right. Those pe- there are those people out there that are running these marketplaces, like the, you know, the big marketplaces like Dream Market or, Silk Road, which you know, one of the originals right, that everybody's original, pretty much right. heard of. Yep. Those people are extremely intelligent and they know exactly what they're doing. And I, you know, one of the things I do miss about, you know, being actually in the life and, and, and doing um, you know, uh, working with an actual agency is uh, the tools that some of these agencies have access to. Sure. Um, so and I so I, I haven't seen any, you know, I, I I'm an open source intelligence guy and I don't have access to those tools anymore. So I'm definitely uh, interested to see the kind of tools out there, but yeah, that that's definitely the biggest challenge when it comes to doing these type of investigations is identifying the location of where these people are working out of. How do you see the pandemic COVID affecting um, your ability to do what you do or, or things that you would need to really pay attention to and, and take a look at going forward? Uh, yeah, it's actually, yeah, I was actually just about to bring that up. Um, 
I recently read an article um, about the dark web and, and how um, people are expecting this change of these traditional methods of, you know, committing these crimes, fraud, fraud money laundering, drug dealing. You know, a lot of people are thinking that with the pandemic, that a lot more criminals will be transferring over to the dark web because it's so much easier than actually going out you know, and selling drugs on the street, right? <laughs> right. They better be wearing uh, a mask if they're doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They don't have to wear a mask. They can do it from their homes right. and, you know, get a package from China or Europe or wherever, you know, wherever they're buying from. Wash your hands, but drug dealer. That, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. You'll see it in, in my investigation example. They, they actually put on there, um, uh, they put something like, uh, you know, we coat this in a, spe- a special liquid so you don't have to worry about infection right. or transfer of disease. Yeah. Anyways, so, you know, um, I recently did a class on, on how COVID is affecting the dark web or, or how COVID is affecting the investigation world. And my, my, uh, my suspect, or my, sorry, uh, my subject was uh, um, the dark web. So right. looking at that, I saw some of the craziest things, right? People selling masks. Yeah. Uh, you know, some guy claiming that he stole ten, a, a full truckload of, of uh, surgical masks, selling them on the dark web. I, I even saw cures for COVID on there. Yeah. And I also saw um, people were selling live COVID samples to poison your enemies. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I don't even know where to begin with that one. <laughs> I know. I, I couldn't believe it. I could not believe that. that people actually trying to well, do that. may the seller infect themselves as they're sending oh, <laughs> whatever they're sending. Yeah. Oh, your, the description was so funny. It, it said something like, do you hate your neighbor? Do you hate your coworker? Did your wife cheat on you? Well, here's a COVID sample. It's like totally like professional marketing. It was so funny. But Give her the Rona. Nice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I think, you know, to me, in just my own professional opinion is pharmaceuticals, right? I think that is mm-hmm. going to be the real push on, on the dark web and, and all that, you know, the magic cure or, you know, we have access to this, uh, to this type of medication or these masks. So I think you, you bring up a really good, good point there. So if you were not doing any of this stuff, uh, if Nick had a chance to, to choose any kind of career, what would it be? <laughs> you know, uh, this is a hard uh, thing for me to think about because, like I said, I, I, I wanted to do this work uh, since I was like 16 years old. Uh, didn't really think about anything else, and just you know, kind of fell in love with it. So, you know, I, I love fishing. Um, I'm a big lake fisherman, so uh, I've always thought about just you know, everybody has those days where you're just like, you know what, this day sucks. I'm gonna quit and go live this simple life. So I'm always like, you know what, I'm gonna go run a bait shop up in northern Wisconsin. And find some find some teenage kid to run the bait shop, and I'm going to go fish all day. Well, there you go. So it's not like the deadliest catch. You're not going out to like the, the crazy waters of Alaska. You're just taking it easy, right? Yeah, take yep, live the easy life, or you know, I'll just uh, go like be a bartender in uh, some resort somewhere. So, do you think you would have a cell phone in your pocket if you were out on the lake? Absolutely not. <laughs> nope. Completely unplugged. Going, going off, going off the grid. Going off the grid. Well, God bless you, man. I hope you get there one day. Uh, but you got to pay yeah. the bills first. <laughs> you got some more work to do. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Retirement at twenty five sounds pretty nice to me. Yeah, there you go. You sound like one of those guys that, that crawls around in the dark web, <laughs> yeah, looking yeah, for that exactly. opportunity. <laughs> Uh, all right, man. So, hey, listen, thank you so much for coming on. This was really, really cool. I'm very excited to um, to see your track, right, and see what you're bringing to the table because everybody always has their own spin. I mean, honestly, like every year when we do osmosis, there's always one 
program that that is is for for people who really don't understand the dark web and, and just describing what it is. So I like to attend those um, because I like to see the different spins on um, on getting started, right? Because uh, there are some different techniques. So if folks wanted to get a hold of you, uh, obviously you'll be at the uh, at the Osmosis um, page here. But how else can they get a hold of you? Uh, yeah, you can add me on my LinkedIn page, Nicholas Spielberg, uh, Special Services at Authenticate. You can find me on LinkedIn. Okay. Um, and then, of course, I'm on the Osmosis Con platform. If anybody has any questions for me, I've got my sure. contact information on there as well. You want to send me an email. Right. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's about it. And, and I'm definitely looking forward. I was so, you know, I am still, I'm still very excited for this conference. I wish it was going to be live, but, um, you know, any opportunity to speak to, uh, to my people, you know, uh, other investigators, um, I cherish those opportunities. So yeah. I'm definitely really looking forward to it. We'll, we'll be back to live events one day. As long as people stop buying those uh, uh, COVID strains to, <laughs> to give to their neighbors, yeah. I think. Yeah, as long I think we'll get through it. Yeah, I think we'll we'll be through at one point. So yeah, you bring up a good point here too, as far as the interaction with the speakers and interaction with other members here and with partners and sponsors and all that. It's not just a three day event, right? You have the ability to communicate with these people, you know, basically through the end of the year. So. Uh, that's something that's unique. You know, it used to be we go to a live event, three days, get your business cards, you're on your own. Um, now we have this ex- extended opportunity to network, which is something that's very unique, something that's very cool. I'm excited for this platform. Folks, uh, definitely want to consider signing up. If you've never attended one of these events, you don't know what you're missing. And if you want to get into this stuff, if you want to learn how to do it better, if you're already in, um, this is the place you need to be. So, and you can do it from, you know, the, the comforts of your own home. Uh, if you have a, a computer that uh, you can take out on the lake and go fishing, you can probably attend Nick's conference and, and go fishing at the same time. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I was actually working from a boat, my laptop in my hotspot. <laughs> there you go. Right. You're on your way, man. You're on your way. Um, hey, Nick, this is really great. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, we're going to have our regular episodes. Uh, this Monday and uh, we'll be back with more quick hits the following Thursday and again we're doing it every Thursday leading up to the conference itself in October we'll have a link to the website uh, and the show notes and how you can go and register and do all this stuff so thanks everyone for tuning in thank you so much Nick and uh, have a good day we'll talk to you guys soon thanks for joining us for this quick hit segment we thank Nick for checking in folks you don't want to miss this conference you can review all the content from your desk at home there's so many great things lined up Go to osmosiscon.com for more details. Also, be sure to check out investigatorstoolbox.com. That's investigators-toolbox.com for some other great benefits from Cynthia and her team exclusive only for Toolbox members. Thanks for tuning in and check out the next regular episode on Monday.